Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Matthew Gavidia, Associate Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. With COVID-19 continuing to change the way in which healthcare is perceived and delivered, large employers have been tasked with managing employee health concerns in real time, while also planning for when the pandemic does subside. In the Business Group on Health's 2022 Large Employers Healthcare Strategy and Plan Design Survey, employers discuss their perspectives on trends in healthcare costs and coverage, and how these aspects will influence their benefit strategies and programs in the coming year. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we speak with Ellen Kelsey, President and CEO of the Business Group on Health, who discussed five major areas of concern spotlighted by employers in the survey, which included health equity and the pandemic's long-term impact. Welcome to Manage Carecast, Ellen. Can you just speak a little bit about the Business Group on Health and your role in the organization? Sure. Thanks for having me, Matt. It's my pleasure. Uh, Business Group on Health is a nonprofit membership-based organization addressing health and well-being issues across the global workforce. Our members are predominantly large self-funded employers representing uh, the largest employers around the world, Fortune 100, Fortune 500 employers, across virtually all industries. And um, our membership, in addition to those employers, also includes what we call health industry partners. And those are essentially the organizations that work with and on behalf of employers to deliver health and well-being resources to employees. So some of those members would include organizations such as health plans, consultants, uh, clinicians, virtual healthcare providers, PBMs, pharma manufacturers, and many others. And it's really through that multi-stakeholder membership base that we come together to address some of the most critical health and well-being issues facing the workforce today through both market as well as policy-based effort. And in addressing some of those critical workplace issues that you just referenced, in the past year, healthcare and COVID-related factors have come to the forefront of national discussion amid the COVID-19 pandemic, with aspects such as health equity and social determinants of health taking center stage. Can you just give a snapshot of a trans- of the transition from a pre-pandemic to post-pandemic healthcare world and what benefit strategies have grown in significance? Uh, certainly, there is no doubt that we have seen dramatic increase uh, spanning a number of areas that were fueled by the pandemic. Some notable examples include areas such as mental health, health equity, as you mentioned, as well as uh, virtual health. And access to these services is really the top line theme and opportunity that we most often hear discussed. But if you double click into each of those areas, there's some second order challenges that are not necessarily new as a result of the pandemic, but have been underscored. And those include things such as quality, value, patient experience, and and overall the lack of integration across the healthcare ecosystem that can enable a more holistic patient experience. So as we think about post-pandemic transition and the continued focus on mental health, health equity, and virtual health, you're going to see a lot of increased fervor and focus on those double-click areas that I just mentioned. And certainly as relates to health equity, really ensuring that integration occurs across the continuum of the services so that anybody who needs services um, can access them, whether it be in-person, virtually, and that they're accessing them in a way that feels comfortable to them. And so that is, is important in terms of providers delivering culturally competent care, as well as just ensuring that we have more diversity within the provider networks themselves going forward. So I think those are just a few areas 
that we'll see as we transition to a post-pandemic environment that are going to remain very front and center for, for employers. And delving into the survey by Business Group on Health, uh, can you speak on how it was conducted and what perspectives your organization was seeking to gain from participants? Absolutely. Yeah, we're very proud of the survey. We've been fielding it for many, many years now. Uh, typically, we field it in the May or June timeframe each year, and we field it to employer members of our organization. So this year, we had over 136 employers who respond, and they represent close to 9 million covered lives on their plans. So it's a significant data set spanning, again, a broad population and a number of industries. And we seek data from them on their employer views on the rapidly changing healthcare environment. And we also look for critical benchmarking information such as healthcare cost, plan design trends, as well as emerging employer initiatives. This year, we added a, a special section devoted to ways that employers are addressing health equity within their healthcare and health benefit strategies. And based on responses, what emerging trends in healthcare delivery and benefit strategies were observed in the survey? Oh gosh, so many, but I, I would probably um, bucket a few into kind of four thematic areas. I'll go through them at a high level first, and then maybe swing back a little bit more detail in each. So the four areas that I would call out in particular are that employers are anticipating COVID-19's potential long-term impact on their workforce. Um, Lots more to share there. And again, I'll swing back to that in just a minute. Also, employers are focusing on social determinants of health to boost health equity, as well as to promote systemic change within the delivery system. Also, expanding access to mental health services and emotional well being support. And then, employers continuing to value the role of on site medical clinics, even as though they continue to roll out virtual health services. Um, there was some concern that with all this virtual health servicing that maybe on-site resources would go by the wayside. And that's certainly not the case as we saw in our survey. So maybe if I, I swing back a little bit here on each of these, the first one on COVID's long-term impact on the workforce, there are a couple of things that we saw come through in the survey findings. And probably not surprisingly, there is a lot of pent-up demand and concern that employees delayed care and did not go to the physician, did not get preventive screenings done. And many of those appointments were missed over the course of the past 12 to 18 months. And so there's this burgeoning need for those services to resume and probably some concern largely that many conditions have gone undiagnosed. And so many employers are anticipating that once the resumption of services does uh, pick back up, that we'll see more late stage cancers being diagnosed or we'll see more uh, serious medical conditions that uh, were unaddressed for perhaps too long. Um, we'll also see increased incidences of depression and anxiety as well as substance use disorders. And all of that really um, culminates in longer term impact, um, certainly from a health and well-being perspective and, and downstream impact on costs. So COVID-19's long-term impact is, is going to be felt for, for years to come, uh, as cited by many of employers in many areas across the survey findings. The second one is on the social determinants of health. And, and we see that employers are initiating many programs to uh, really enhance and improve the lives of their employees and their family members. Things like improving access to healthcare as well as financial resourcing. And what they're trying to do is really to address the underlying social and economic challenges that influence regular health habits. 
So overall well-being and, and even mortality rates of the workforce with the goal of hopefully creating systemic change, not just within their programs, but within the communities within which the, their employees reside. On the third one, expanding access to mental health care, we certainly saw that the pandemic helped to reduce stigma surrounding mental health issues in the workforce. Many people are much more comfortable talking about their needs in this area. Many people are now seeking support in those areas. And 2022 will mark the first year in our survey that a majority of employers responded that they will have implemented an anti-stigma campaign. And also they are doing a lot more to expand access to services in the mental health and emotional well-being continuum with over three quarters um, making great strides in that area as well. And then valuing the role of on-site medical clinics alongside virtual health becoming more and more popular is, is again an interesting thing. We saw there that fully 76% of our survey respondents accelerated uh, telehealth and virtual health offerings since the beginning of the pandemic, and they certainly plan to maintain those, so they're not going to take their foot off the gas of virtual health, but we also see that employers see a role for continued servicing on-site. Uh, certainly on-site clinics have done a lot to support the essential workforce who remained at work all throughout the pandemic and keeping those individuals safe and healthy at work, deploying testing and screening and, and vaccination. And we also see that as uh, more and more employees start to return back to the work site in the coming months, and even those that may um, be fully remote, these on-site clinics will continue to play a role in supporting uh, employees at the work site, but then also many of them have deployed virtual technologies via the on-site clinic. So you'll see some nimbleness in the clinic structure, the types of services they provide, and really supporting a workforce that is, is disparate, some of which will be on-site and some of which will be virtual, and some will be going back and forth between on-site and virtual. And so for all of those reasons, having both on-site services as well as virtual health services um, are going to be very prevalent. Um, and we saw that loud and clear through the survey findings as well. And addressing one of the key points you mentioned, COVID-19 has already caused such a significant impact on the way healthcare is perceived and delivered, but the emergence of the Delta variant threatens to prolong and exacerbate effects of the pandemic. How are employees working to address this concern in real time, while also preparing for when the pandemic does subside? Yeah, it's, it's a tricky time. And I would say that employers who are working very aggressively on two parallel tracks, they have the one track, which is everything related to the pandemic, which has not subsided and does still create some very real near-term issues. And then the other track is kind of the post-pandemic business as usual, all the very important priorities that they were already working on and need to continue working on uh, post-pandemic. And so, you know, when you think about that first track, pandemic-related efforts and employers are still squarely focused on boosting vaccination rates and ensuring that they're complying with uh, federal and, and local guidance around um, safety of returning employees back to the work site and, and masking guidance and, and all of the things that are needed to create a safe work environment and to keep their employees healthy, um, whether they're at work or not, uh, related to the pandemic. And then on the other track, kind of the, the, the pre-existing priorities uh, around health and well-being, uh, employers are very squarely focused on those as well and did not uh, really get distracted by the pandemic. They were continuing 
to stay focused on improving access to healthcare and affordable solutions and expanding resourcing available to the workforce, looking at things like quality and access and alternative payment models. Um, and so I, I think you'll see that both of those have continued, but where you'll see in a post-pandemic environment, perhaps some really redoubled efforts are going to be on this delivery system itself and accelerated efforts from employers on quality and value, alternative payment models, and really looking for the delivery system to deliver more holistic integrated care across uh, the continuum of services. And certainly the pandemic laid bare many, many longstanding challenges within the delivery system. And so certainly there have been many silver linings coming out of the pandemic, but also they have underscored many of the challenges that quite honestly got worse because of the pandemic. And it's because of all of those reasons that employers are gonna come out post-pandemic, uh, whenever that might be, with some redoubled efforts around all of those other things that I just mentioned. And shifting the discussion to more healthcare costs, can you speak on trends observed in 2020 and how these factors influence projections for 2021 and 2022? Sure, yeah, when we did the survey last year, uh, it was kind of a moving target from a cost perspective and employers weren't quite sure what the pandemic effect would be on their healthcare costs. So we were really keen to see what the survey findings would show us this year. And we saw that uh, overall healthcare trend uh, for the year closing 2020 was 0% across our survey respondents. Now that's you know um, the, the mean, we had some that had a negative trend and some that has a positive trend, but when you looked at them across the board, it was coming in at 0%. And that's probably largely because of a lot of the deferred care and preventive screenings that I referenced earlier. But when we look at future uh, cost and trend impact, we're seeing that many employers are expecting it to rebound and come back up to prior year's levels at just about 6%. And again, it's that resumption of services that are anticipated to pick back up, as well as those long-term uh, cost implications that we uh, were just talking about related to late-stage cancer diagnoses or or more increased incidences of depression, anxiety, and substance use disorder. So for all of those reasons, when we look at 2021 and 2022 trend, we see more of a resumption to normal levels at around 6%. So that, that 0% that we saw in 2020 was, was definitely a blip attributable to largely the, the delayed and deferred care. And we'll see in uh, years going forward, more re resumption to normal levels. Notably, the idea of government intervention to address issues of healthcare costs and coverage that were further exacerbated by the pandemic has grown in discussion and was among the questions asked in the survey. What were some health policy concerns raised by employers and how may increased government intervention work in tandem with employer strategies? Yeah, it's always such an interesting part of our survey when we ask about the, the policy uh, considerations where employers would like to see more increased focus on the policy front and more increased role for perhaps even um, the government to play. And I would say that, you know, employers are focused on the big picture surrounding healthcare reform, um, and they have been for a long time. And those are related to cost, quality, and uh, access to affordable options. You know, in, in there, employers continue to seek support for improvements in health savings accounts. Um, there are also increased emphasis on telehealth, with over 80% of employer respondents supporting permanently allowing telehealth to be covered before the deductible is met in a high deductible plan. Um, we also see that many employers are embracing greater transparency 
and increasing patient visibility of cost. So employers have indicated that the recent regulations as relates to um, transparency are, are a great thing and they're eager to see them, although they've also indicated that it certainly does increase some of the compliance burden that they have as an employer and some complexities related to just administratively being able to obtain the data that is necessary in order to comply. And so that's gonna require a lot of effective collaboration between employers and their health plan and PBM partners um, to bring the transparency regulations to complete fruition, since most of the information needed to comply is, is housed uh, by third-party partners of employers, not the employers themselves. In a few areas, employers did indicate appetite for congressional involvement um, increasing, um, so really getting uh, Congress more involved in certain areas. Um, and in efforts to reduce cost, employers have focused on the price of prescription drugs uh, for many instances in many years, and that's an area where we've certainly seen increased um, administrative focus as well. Additionally, this year, telehealth is almost of equal concern uh, to the drug pricing issue. Um, and so when you look at both of those issues, implementing price controls for prescription drugs is at the top of the list, with 48% of employers indicating they would um, welcome some congressional involvement there, followed closely behind at 41% of employers uh, seeking congressional involvement in eliminating barriers for telehealth access, such as state licensing requirements, et cetera. And you've mentioned a few changes and focuses already, but were, uh, what were some of the top changes to benefit strategies and programs in 2022 cited by employers? As we look ahead to 2022, employers are continuing to focus on expanding virtual health solutions, increasing access to mental health services, as well as developing a more focused strategy on high cost claims. Uh, certainly, while well, virtual and, and mental health have emerged more recently as priorities in the past couple of years, um, no doubt as, as uh, connected to the impact of COVID-19, Certainly, we do see increased focus on high-cost claims, not new this year. It's certainly been something we have tracked on for many years. High-cost claims is always in the top three. But again, as you, you think about high-cost claims always being a focus area, and then you overlay that with the concern of the long-term impact on COVID across many other related conditions of late-stage cancers, um, mental health, substance use disorder, Etc. Um, there is a you know increased need from an employer perspective to do all that they can to really prioritize uh, high cost claimants. So it's really those three that emerged as the top. Uh, again, it's expanding the virtual health solutions, increasing mental health services, and then a focused strategy on high cost claims. And lastly, do you have any other thoughts? Really, just appreciate the time. Welcome the opportunity to chat with you. Our survey. Um, has really many, many rich uh, nuggets, uh, informative both on employer perspectives of what's going on within the healthcare delivery system, how they've been responding to COVID, and, and also what they're signaling to the market and to the workforce as being priorities in the months and years ahead. So always appreciate everybody who contributes to that survey and, and everybody who's eager to read it as it does inform a lot of the the go forward thinking and planning and, and partnership that needs to happen across all the different stakeholders. So appreciate the opportunity to share it with you and your audience. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ellen. Thank you. I appreciate it.
To learn more about this issue, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.